0: kind of mad at us man we went half the month more than half the month we're talking about playing american only american only. dude rap is fucking American. i was dude. gonna
1: hit hit us with some rap later this week that was my plan man that's why i said you were psycho and i i was gonna go dirty and deep with the 90s on it you know i don't i'm not too into the uh the little nasty cues and everybody that's rapping these days, uh, but, you know, uh, I'm more into the, the Ice 90s Cubes. 90s. Yeah, so, 90s, right. and I got to say, one of my all-time favorite hip-hop jams, man. That's, uh, that's a classic yeah. right there. That, I damn. know. Cube's been in the news uh, a bit lately. He's been uh, touring the podcast and talking about all sorts of conspiracies and stuff, man. Something uh, happened he, to this guy.
0: Yeah, he got that three-on-three. 3v3 yeah three yeah the uh big three yeah it's three it's three verse three dude you know what kills me about him is and and this is what this is the bug he's got up his butt and i i get it he's talking about how like it's a different game have you watched it
1: Yes, I have, actually. I've, I actually wanted to see it live here. I'm kind of waiting
0: uh, for it to come around. Oh, to I am, too. I do want to go see it live. You Dude, could... it actually it's... looks better than... No, I don't know if it's better. It's... His argument is it's definitely different. And it yes. 100% is. <clears throat> Absolutely. So why... there's room for both of you. Here's but what... I think the NBA is definitely scared because that is way... Dude, that is way more for people of today where it's faster... You know what I mean? Not only
1: that, he shows up, he does like a bunch of games in the in the stadium, I believe. It's like a day-long event. And It's like a tournament, right? Yes, yeah, like a tournament. And yeah. uh dude, there's no way it's costing you $250 a ticket for you and the kids, right? I guarantee it's like 35, 40 bucks and you can uh, take the family, man. And that's the problem, dude. The NBA can't have com- just like uh, football can't have other football leagues like the XFL or uh, this USFL <clears throat> coming in and uh, having affordable football that are games that are semi-professional and, you know, th- families can go to them and it doesn't break the bank for a dad. Working all can, week.
0: Can I, can I be real with you, though? Do you know why they're so scared of this league? Lay it on me. Because, because this is more for the black folk. So You probably don't know this because I'm, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. I don't think you ever lived in black communities. You know, uh, <laughs> have you ever been to Denver, Colorado? I don't know if you uh, know what it's like out here. <laughs> but it doesn't take long if you live within, if you live in an area that's predominantly black. Everywhere in this country that like is the thing they do is it's it's a 3 on 3 tournament like in the army even in the army we did company 3 the company against company they would do tournaments 3 on 3 uh it's it's just it's a big thing in these like poor communities it's like this half court 3 on 3 that's the easiest game. way
1: to play a game you don't need that many people and uh, what you need six dudes a ball and a court
0: the court and then you go to you go to 21 and then, you know, whoever else wants to play gets to come in. It's like a it's you know, the three that went. I don't know, it's like a whole big it's like more of a cultural thing where like Sure.
1: Yeah, man. I, I totally uh And, and I, dig think, on I, that, I think I think the yeah. NBA
0: realizes like hey, listen, white people like basketball. But it's not like cultural. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where they're building a whole Saturday Sunday around this. I'm telling you, man, you would go to these like it'd be like, hey, they're they're doing three on three at the park. You go to the park, dude. There are barbecues, multiple barbecues going. There's fucking the icy guy who's doing the snow cover and shit. It's like, it's a whole fucking thing. And it happens all the time in these communities.
1: And that's awesome. And I dig on what, you know, Ice Cube is trying to do with the three on three, uh, with the big three. And you know that's
0: where he got it. You know that's what they used to do in LA. Absolutely. For sure. That's like, he's just like, and that's why they're scared. Because the owner of this big three is Ice Cube from Compton, whereas the owners of the NBA are all fucking billionaire white guys. Mark Cuban and uh, (laughs) you know,
1: a bunch of other Jamokes. We don't even can't even pronounce their names.
0: Who've never been to a basketball court on a playground in their life.
1: Jerry Reinsdorf. Or no, who owns the who owns the Bulls? I can't remember now. Um, so What's it, my favorite part about the big three is I can only presume that it's more affordable for uh, families and lower income people. I think that's a great uh, call there, <clears throat> but also, uh, dude, he's got like retired legends and like famous ball players from just a few years ago who can't compete yeah. in the full game now, but they're still really fun to watch. It must be a blast to go see a three-on-three between, like, six dudes who were just absolutely dominant maybe just five or six years ago in the NBA.
0: Absolutely. And yeah. the
1: skill set is there, man. I mean, they're they're not running full court, so it must be just a fun thing to go see. Uh, I always look at sports kind of from the live perspective. What is the experience like going to the show? It's a show, after all. And, uh, you know, we were at that basketball game for the Nuggets, man. What a frickin' circus. That thing was i mean you know oh, no. they even had the juggler plate lady on the uh giant bicycle <laughs> the best part of the show dude. It was the best
0: part of the show <laughs> and so you know the, next she's gonna juggle uh, lebron's chair <laughs> as he reaches six inches taller
1: as he reaches for an mvp trophy that he'll never get again <laughs> oh that was dark
0: yeah, <laughs> that, that, that cut me deep.
1: Dude. I can't even
0: <laughs> Thank God we don't have listeners or LeBron might hear that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, LeBron. And uh, it's all a show. And I, I just, you know, I think when it comes to the big three, he's putting on potentially maybe a good show. And they're afraid to give yeah. it publicity, to give it TV time, to give him promotion and sponsors. Oh, for those
0: that don't know, they will not give him TV time. No, it not was for a network. minute.
1: For a minute, I remember, it was on TBS. That's how I saw it. Or they showed it on some networks for the first year of its uh, you know, inception. And since then, and according to his kind of rants that he's been on, you know, they're, they're burying it and trying to kill it. So that's that kind well, of inspired me to NBA want to go. The NBA
0: won't won't let them it's like a whole thing. You you either have the big 3 or the NBA.
1: It's crazy cuz you have former NBA players in it and I, I could be wrong. He may even incorporate WNBA players into it. Uh, I'm not too sure, but you know, maybe he should and he can kind of get get in with that realm and start to get that's a little a uh idea. little yeah, fanfare. It
0: suck. <laughs> that's it's just. I'm sorry, ladies. You're just not fun I to watch. I tuned in.
1: I uh I flipped on the channel at a, in a low moment during the baseball All Star break, which is about four days. So that's uh the worst four days for sports enthusiasts. There is absolutely no sports to watch except for the WNBA, of course. Mm. Of course. And uh, I think that's when I I caught it. Either way, it might have been a rerun, either you know, too. But uh, you know, it was on, and um the play was kind of. Similar to the NBA now, man. It's the NBA isn't the '90s NBA where they were like going. Oh, to good close, call. Do you think the
0: NBA got softer now? Yeah, or I was
1: watching it. And like the, the NBA now, like they're they're pretending to get hurt, and then they're like barely driving to the basket. They're throwing. They're shooting threes most of the time. So are the chicks. Good
0: call. I didn't even think about that, dude.
1: It's almost
0: the same game at well, this point. I haven't watched either one. You know, I haven't watched NBA in like 10 years.
1: So. It's just, it, it, physically speaking, not the same that it was 20, 30 years ago. And so, the, mm. because of the softening, it, when you're watching the two side by side, you're just, I don't know, it's, uh, it's kind of technically the same game, really. And they're performing almost at similar levels. I mean, in the NBA, zero defense. Nowadays and we went to a live regular season game. LeBron plays uh thirty three percent of the uh, game.
0: Oh god, it's so tough Now
1: he's on the floor for eighty percent, but he plays thirty three percent. You see how that <laughs> he works? He signed with another
0: year, dude. <laughs> of course,
1: man. He can't god. handle the fact that he got owned so bad by the Nuggets in the playoffs. It, it was it was embarrassing for him, so he's gotta come back.
0: You think his chair gets higher?
1: It does. Every year he adds a uh <laughs> <laughs> he, he just jacks up the notch.
0: And, and now it just looks like you're too old to get up. That's why you have it. <laughs> My grandma also has a higher chair.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, either way, uh, but what I was impressed with the lady uh, basketball there in the WNBA, I have to say full stadium almost. Like a, a very, like there are baseball games going on here for the Rockies with far less fans watching. In in attendance. Yes, man. I was very stunned, actually, Mm. and almost embarrassed with myself forever uh, recently making fun of the fact that nobody watches WNBA. I have a feeling maybe they do have some fans now. You know, it's been around for a while. Uh, Maybe uh, we're just not into it as much as we should be. Uh, It is hard. WNBA,
0: you should just start getting rid of the pussy rules. Start being tougher. You know, if the yes. men are going to be bitches. Let the bitches be men, you know?
1: You know what we need is like an XFL basketball league.
0: WXNBA. Oh, it's just um
1: chicks from the UFC who just beat the crap out of each other while trying yes. to score basketballs.
0: Yes. First of all, you should be wearing sports bras and bikini bottoms. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We'll pay for the razors, Brittany Griner, don't worry. You're gonna have to do a lot of shaving. <laughs> oh, god. And uh,
1: uh Especially up and around that Adam's apple zone. You know. <laughs> a lot of shaving in that region. And above, she's a man!
0: <laughs> Look at her with a flat chest like that, it's easy to shave. <laughs> uh... Oh my god. There's there's
1: so many images
0: of Britney Griner where I swear she's
1: a man, baby. Uh, oh no!
0: I look at her and I'm a woman. I have bigger tits, smaller penis. I think I'm more of a woman than Britney Griner, dude. No joke. I'm shorter, bigger tits,
2: smaller penis. How is that a woman? How am I a man? Oh man. Oh, that was, uh, wow.
1: I didn't see that one coming at all. I made the Adam's apple joke. I didn't think we'd go that far, but we did. We went all the way.
0: <laughs> I always say that's the problem with the trans movement is I'm a man, but not much of one. So you got men who are way more men than me telling me you're a woman. I don't. You know,
1: the, the trans movement unfortunately came about, uh, after china remember china and china's clit
0: oh you think she was a man no that's just the the big clit there, i know right? but it was like it
1: was quite large and there was a lot of speculation out there you know that there was some kind of dualism happening you know in, in that region mm-hmm. and uh you know i don't know maybe it's possible that uh, she could have been a major star for this movement in the modern era
0: yeah, maybe.
1: I mean, looking back on it, was China a dude? It's kind of weird, right? China was kind of a that, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure China was a dude. They all are. Like, those bodybuilders? Yes. Yeah, they all have. It's really, like... like... <laughs> yeah,
1: man. I mean, you got to be pretty masculine to engage weight in that manner.
0: That's the problem, too, is, like, just to get into it, you already have to have a high level of testosterone. Just to have the thought that I want to be this super buff chick. You know what I mean? Like already you're thinking like a man, you already have a higher hormone level than the shit. (laughs) Right?
1: Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah, you've got that competitive edge, you wanna you just wanna get huge and you know?
0: like, yeah, like no chick, you know, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know either. uh I don't really have that like when
0: I, like, when I talk to Noda, like when I talk to Nona she talks to me she talk, she brings up things that I never would have thought about, you know what I mean, It's like that's a woman, you know, yeah, that's a good call I don't know <laughs> she'll ask me things about, she'll ask me questions about you that you you know you really think about uh what was the last one? I forgot what it was, but it was something so simple that you're like, oh yeah. Any woman would have asked you that first first question in the conversation. I talk to you for six hours a week, at least. Haven't brought it up once.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, uh, I'm blown away by this China thought here. I, I'm really thinking she was like a, a man, a lady fella. I think she was a lady
0: fella. No, that was definitely a large clip. I, yes. I, I, All I, right. <laughs>
1: I'll give it for to anybody you.
0: out there who's confused, I'm going to tell you right now: the big the the difference between a large clit and a small dick is the balls below it. <laughs> I'll let that one simmer.
1: That one, I think that cleared it up for me. I'm feeling good. <laughs> wow.
0: Yep.
1: Oh man, well, look, when it comes to all that stuff in the gender region, uh, that is confusing for a lot of people. Adults, mostly, but more especially, I can imagine, for the teens out there. And Mike, did we get to the Wagovi teens that I had on the docket from the last show?
0: The
2: what?
1: That's right parents are
2: turning to social media sharing support and info about their teenagers now using the drug wagovi for weight loss moms like rashida bush and her 15 year old son brian who've both been taking wagovi rashida now down 110 pounds after
1: oh yeah She's got the whole family jacked up on Wagovi, baby. It's <laughs> a
2: And Brian, nearly 30 pounds in five Frank, months. Frank, we need to get into
0: we... the weight loss business. Dude, I'm Fuck telling you. I'm, we are I'm
1: putting together sweet. a pill as we speak, actually. A little aspirin okay. and uh, some weed uh, shake. And I think uh, if you
0: put meth in it, it works. A little I'm bit of this uh,
1: mushroom this guy grew for me a few weeks ago.
2: <laughs> did try dieting and exercising before. It just wasn't happening the way that we would have liked it to happen. And
1: No, it never does, though. It, it, never, no- <laughs> it never does. That's the trick. Do you see? Do you see? This is, you just said it out loud. This is the reality. It never does for anybody. That's the, no. just how it works. It, it's, you're supposed the to work The whole point is to hard.
0: overcome the feeling of this is not worth it. It's not doing anything. That's the whole point, is when you overcome that and keep doing it anyways. Not only do you then get skinnier and everything, you you mentally become stronger. (laughs) <laughs> yes know? man like like you guys are fucking missing the point
1: oh it's so insane that you, you, just, you just we're 20 seconds in you just said it you said it right there this is your problem i just i just
0: saw this study about like uh uh the gastric it was like this real long-term study on the gastric bypass surgery yeah the, and this has been going on for what like 20 years now maybe more no, 40 the study 40 was like, wow it was like a 30 year study or something wow like that. man and it, it, it 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 turned out that like um so even if you don't gain the weight back, the morbidity rate, it's as if you were still as fat as you were before you got the surgery? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, everything, every other aspect of your body is still fat.
0: No, it's because you're not going to live longer because you lost the weight. You're going to live longer because you changed your lifestyle. <laughs> That's because right. You changed man. your way of thinking because you overcame this obstacle. So now, in 20 years, when they tell you you have cancer, overcoming that will be a little easier. You know what I mean? And it's like, then you're, I don't know. Yes. No, you're know, right man.
1: on the money with that. Uh, it, you've changed your lifestyle to be healthier and move forward in life you've and live longer. changed your
0: mindset. You changed your whole way of thinking. Exactly. You know, I always. I always tell people like like with mo- it's the same thing with money, right? The pro- the reason you can't save money is the mindset. It's the way you think about money, the way you're perceiving money. It's the way you're perceiving your fatness, right? Absolutely. You, you, I don't
1: know. No, you, you're nailing it, man. I, I think uh, the perception is reality. We, and- we all
0: know why we all know why she's fat. Nobody knows why I'm fat. right? I can't figure out why I'm fat. I know why you're fat. Frank, I can tell you everything you need to do to change your life. But me, it's gotta be, it's gotta be genetics. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, come this way, my
1: friend. We have uh, just the pill for you, fella. (laughs) It's going to slim you right down. You're going to melt away in about five days. 150 pounds. In fact, this is crazy stuff. They're they're dishing now. We've been, I think we're hitting this about once a week at this point. Uh, it was a few months ago. They're talking about all oh, the wonders of Ozempic. Have you heard of this? It's incredible what it's doing to people. And then all of a sudden, hey, you know what? We, uh, we got these other new things like Wagovi. Wow, it's incredible stuff, You know, but take it with caution. And oh my gosh, wow, now we got some pills down the line. Everybody could take these pills now. This is incredible. And in fact, now here we are. Let's give it to your kids. You got some fat kids. Let's pump your kids with some pills, man. Yeah, we're gonna melt away their fat with
0: yeah, these. You don't pills. want to be a skinny parent with fat kids. That's just embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> that's
1: <right. laughs> yeah, you want to go to the pool this summer, hang out with the other families. You don't want that yeah, fat, lost, embarrassing
0: kid. You lost the, you lost the weight from Ozempic. <laughs> you know, your kid wants to be happy too. Come on. <laughs> This is
1: disgusting, I, and uh, I am, um, uh, <laughs> How's it gonna look
0: in the family photo if you and your wife are skinny with melted faces, <laughs> and your kids are fat with normal faces? It's crazy!
1: <laughs> you guys need to balance it out. Just give everybody Wagovi. Uh, we all
0: need is, melted faces.
1: We've uh, entered a new realm in society. It, it seems to me the mRNA vaccines didn't kill people fast enough, so we gotta dish them, uh... We gotta fill them up with this uh, fat pill and fat shot, you know then the mouth and not the herd actually what wasn't happening Wigogi. the way
2: that we would have liked it to happen and Ryan says some is working
0: so now i don't have seconds and i start eating less
2: in january the american academy of pediatrics recommended that God, doctors i don't consider have seconds weight loss to go
0: them. fucking dude st- just stop eating seconds
1: yeah, oh. well, this is a teenager can we get one parent at least in the room to like pull the plate away from the fella and be like hey uh no more there young
0: man <laughs> that's the problem there's teach, no you, adult in teach room. you a
1: lesson on how to eat properly
2: there's such no as semaglutide as a treatment for some patients the opportunity for really substantial and durable weight reduction is is quite applicable for these patients and so there's um, certainly an eagerness to, to start them. Mom, Barbara Van Eckout, and 15-year-old son, Edward, are also both on Wagovi. Oh, Edward that's now that's down nearly 50 pounds. What change the how fuck? how I look at food and
1: how I do things. I mean, it, it basically is going to change my life or has.
2: Before Wagovi, no. Edward's mom said his liver function tests were abnormal and he had fatty liver disease, causing liver damage. But now... When he went on the Wagovi, that helped his liver function test to go back to completely normal, and he's also No, nah, my kidneys
0: just test. failed <laughs> Dude, I can't believe this oh, This is, well, see, this is it's, one of the best clips you've ever played
1: Wagovi is great stuff, folks It turns your insides into we gravy And it just goes right at your butt <laughs> See? Then you're, you're right as
0: rain
2: <laughs> Biopsy Which showed that his,
0: the hypertension... The the best best part about this whole thing is like, wait a minute, I don't think you should be putting this 15-year-old kid on uh, this drug for weight loss. Yeah, but Mike, we put his mom on it, we put his uncle on (laughs) it, his cousin, his grandma. What the fuck?
1: There was a man, um, it was a Chicago story, we didn't run with it a little while ago. He had just, um, I think he died in jail, if I'm not mistaken, or he's... He was freed and just died. Anyways, he's a guy from 1984 who allegedly was uh, captured for uh, putting cyanide in Tylenol capsules. And a family, uh, there's like three or so people in one family in Chicago who ate the Tylenol or ingested the Tylenol and died from the cyanide. And it's why we have now those seals on all the medication and what have you. Uh, Like... We should never have everybody in one family taking the same drug. You know, maybe one person should just <laughs> hang out on the sidelines, see the effects. You know, maybe it's like when you make go, sure one it's of like us when the whole family going to
0: dis. The whole family goes to Disney World. You split them up into two planes,
1: just in case. <laughs> just right. I don't know how many people can afford that one, man. But uh, yeah, it's possible. But no,
0: I'm just saying, you buy tickets for three on one, two on the other. <laughs> The way the mom and her favorite son go on one. That's how our government
1: do, does it. You got the president on Air Force One, and uh, you have uh, Kamala Harris in her cage doing the cocaine in the East Wing of the White House, right? They're never in the same <laughs> spot.
0: Oh, she's with Hunter. <laughs> that's right. I'm just kidding. She's way too old for him. <laughs> that's dude
1: you're uh right on the money with that one uh she's about uh 50 years too old for a hunter's taste right <laughs> how old is she she's kind of young actually i don't want to be that mean all right so we turning the kids insides into a gravy and uh we're saying hey it's a-okay mom's doing it dad's doing it the kids are doing
2: it we're all we're just uh feeling we're groovy here I had to have a liver biopsy which showed that his, the hypertension, the portal hypertension and the liver changes that were happening from the obesity have gone almost back to normal. While some experts say these medications are a great tool, they also say there still needs to be research on long-term use. What, you're dishing it out to kids and you need more research?
1: Dude, this, this is what, We did with the MRNA vaccines. All right. Come on. We're going to give it to everybody. The kids. Yeah. Give it to all the kids, man. I
0: think what bothers me the most about this is if you don't learn, if you're not teaching them to lose weight the right way as a kid, that's it, man. That's it. They'll never learn. That's it. You are are dooming these people to a life of just horrible discomfort (laughs) and, and just unhealthy living. You know? I, I don't
1: know what the outcome is from giving an entire generation of children who are obese medication that melts the weight away. Let's just not think about the physical ramifications of having no long-term data. They just said, well, we're going to need more long-term data to see you know, what the effects let are me, here. Let, me,
0: let me tell you a little long-term data story is uh, my generation— they just decided to give us all Adderall, Ritalin, and then SRSRIs for depression. Yeah, man. And we have seen nothing but school shootings and these weird mass shootings. <laughs> like, weird, disassociative fucking consequences. Uh, so I can only imagine what's going to come from this weight loss shit you guys are doing. This is insane, man. This is so insane.
1: Absolutely nuts. Uh, we got. <laughs> if you're a
0: parent who gives your kid a, a pill to lose weight, You shouldn't be that kid, should be taken from you. I mean,
1: just shouldn't even be an option, man. Like, we should be at this point societally, man, where we figured out, like, oh, we are so doped up. We got to just put our foot on the brake here and start going back to some natural remedies, putting the kids outside and run around. Natural
0: remedies, Frank. I'm talking basic exercise. Yeah, sports. If you you can't exercise under 18, When will you ever be able to exercise? Are you telling me as a 16, 17-year-old kid, you are just giving up exercise forever? You'll never be able to exercise. I mean, come on. Because if you can't do it now, there's no way you're going to do it when you're 40, 50.
1: You ever see the movie Heavyweights? Came out in the 90s. It's
0: the kids who go to the fat camp. No. Uh That's funny you thought about a 90s movie, because I thought about Angus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. I never, heard, I never heard of Fat Camp. Uh, heavyweights.
1: Oh, Heavyweights. I think John Lovitz is in it. It's snuck under the radar there. Uh, it's a feel good flick. The kid goes to the Fat Camp. Pretty sure it was heavyweights. Ben
0: Stiller's in ben it. Ben
1: Stiller, yes. I was thinking oh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Judd Apatow. It's a it's a good one, man. Heavyweights. Keenan Thompson's
0: in it. Oh my god! It's got, oh it's got god. a lot of
1: golden uh, actors in there and actresses. And
0: nineteen ninety five, man, Yeah,
1: dude. It's a. I just uh, dug deep into the vault for that one. Heavyweights,
0: but I. Wise, isn't that fucking Goldberg? And yes, Goldberg.
1: I believe isn't it? well, it's, it's a '90s movie about fat kids, man. Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. The best part about Goldberg and the Mighty Ducks, his shtick is he farts. Right? There's like several scenes where he cuts a fart. The fat guy always cuts a fart. That's the best part. The fat
0: guy always smells. Yeah, we knew it back then. The,
1: I love fat guy humor in the '90s. The he always uh, rips a fart. There's no doubt about it. And uh, they're they're always like sneaking food. You know, like, they catch Always. they catch the guy sneaking, like, a chocolate bar yeah. in the corner in the dark, like, late at night, you know? Like, oh, he gets,
0: gets hit in the stomach with a puck, doesn't even feel it. Or does he pull out a bag of m <laughs> that was under there and take the blow, yeah? It's like every movie, you know? I love... This Falls fat out guy. a window, lands on his bag, but don't worry, he had the gushers back there, you
1: know? <laughs> I love the fat dude hoarding and sneaking around food at all places and times, you
0: know? It's just like... That was great. <laughs> that was such a... Because that's what they do! That's real life! <laughs> that's real life, dude. Listen, when you're in the army, you're on a ruck march, you're in the field, you're starving, you just go to the fattest fucking guy and you're like, hey man, let me get some of that. And he got... <laughs> he's got something in his pockets, I... Promise you he's got something in his pocket. (laughs) Fat people, go to any concert. Find the stony guy, the most stoner guy. He's going to have weed in his pocket. You know what I mean? I I always have weed in my pockets. Fat people always have something in their pockets. (laughs)
1: Oh, man, Heavyweights. Well, if you got the time and you can find it out there in the streaming universe, check out a little Heavyweights. It's a blast from the past. And uh, it's a nice frame of reference for how, you know, our society was thin like 30 years ago. So thin we made a movie about sending our fat kids to fat camp called Heavyweights. (laughs) And it was a comedy. It was a funny movie.
0: Oh, you know it's good because it's a 29 on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: It's a good one. I promise you. Can you can watch it
0: on Disney+. Plus. If you hey, want, you
2: can all right.
1: It Very nice. Hey. Good stuff. Give it to those pedophiles. And so uh, Heavyweights was a movie making fun of fat people back in the day. <laughs> now you, you cannot make fun of fat people simply because majority of people are overweight these days, uh, and there's... Uh, depending on the state you're in a majority of people are actually clinically obese uh in the united states these days and so you know instead of making a comedy movie that has a little bit of inspiration tied into it to you know clean up your act shape up right get in shape but also, let's be you know nicer society. It, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should check out Heavyweights now. It's been a long time. Maybe this is the <laughs> catalyst where we started letting everybody be fat. Maybe Heavyweights was the oh, movie where we're like, oh, dude, we gotta accept fatness.
0: You know, it's it crazy. They both it came out in '95. So did Angus.
1: And Angus, Ooh. what was Angus? Rob, refresh me on this one. It was about the the uh, f- Kathy
0: f- Bates. You got <laughs> George C. Scott. You yes. got James. Vanderbeek, dude, wow. fucking uh what's his name? Dawson Creek himself, bro, Mister Dawson Creek, Mister Dawson, dude. So that was the movie was the fat kid who like never made it, and then yes. he goes to prom in that like purple suit. That's right,
1: dude. Yeah, man. And
0: he like throws up on the. Is that when he throws up? On the, I don't remember what happens. Happened. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in like twenty years.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. They like buried all this stuff, right? We live in the streaming age, but you—yeah. Yo, but hold on, listen to
0: this, though. This is what I love about this movie. They spent one and a half million dollars making it. Wow. And we're talking about we're talking about it thirty years later, right? They spent a million and a half making it. Eh, box office, it made five mil. Wow, that's crazy, dude. That's why they used to be able to make movies like. I used to go see
1: movies all the time because uh, you know the, you could squeeze it into the afternoon and you could go see a movie like Angus, Heavyweights, a feel good flick, right? Movie. A comedy, Dumb and Dumber, you know, like just something retarded and joyful in ninety yeah. minutes. I can cool off, uh, you know, during the hot I was just summer thinking, day. Dude, you
0: go watch it. You go watch it with your buddies, like between six and nine, before the parties. Yes, like, you know, absolutely, you don't go home. man.
1: It's Just squeeze it in yeah. in the afternoon on a Saturday. like It used to be that way. Dude, dude Avatar Way of Water, I just do not have three hours and 20 minutes I for know. you, man. Like James Cameron, I don't got the time.
0: And Mission so, Impossible, you got to make two movies?
1: Come on. I saw today. Oh.
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I oh, can't get over oh the dude. Two hours did and 45 you hear, minutes, man. Did you hear what's real? I
1: can't wait for this one, man.
0: That that picture that thing you sent me that little clip of the uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves that are not dwarves.
1: (laughs) No, I can't. I forgot we
0: didn't. Yes, so they're bro. That is (laughs) one hundred percent. Disney had to admit it. They were trying to deny that that was the movie. That's how shitty the movie is. Even Disney was like, "Oh no, no, that's not from what we're." No, that is their movie, dude.
1: It's why they just fired everybody and they're letting the strike happen. They're telling everyone to go. Just Snow
0: White pound and the Seven sand. Dwarves is a Spanish chick with six normal-looking people, including a black chick, and then one dwarf.
1: Yeah, that's you, right.
0: You, it's literally called Snow White and the Seven
1: Dwarves. Yeah, Snow White. She's she's it's, Snow Mexican. It's called now.
0: Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, dude.
1: Snow Mexican. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's not called Snow Brownie, you know, which, by the way, you know. And Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. Hey!
2: But I'm saying- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's Snow
1: White, dude. Dude. So, if anyone hasn't seen it out there, photos leaked from the new real life. Adaptation of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Snow White is going to be played by a, a Hispanic lady, I believe. Uh the seven dwarves are no longer dwarves. They're played by uh normal sized humans, with the exception of, of one who is actually Peter Dinklage, I believe. No,
0: it's not him. That's <laughs> the reason they did it?
1: Uh, I thought he did it. I thought they did it because he was in it.
0: No, he was the reason they didn't do the dwarves. Now it's not even seven dwarves; it's Snow White and the Seven Companions. Oh, they changed the name. I think so. Yeah. No, to, there's no dwarves. No, there's one dwarf, or there's there's one there's one literally one of them is just a regular black chick.
1: I know, I know. There's several. There's like an Asian chick in there, and like.
0: <laughs> What's really funny is you can't call the black chick lazy.
1: Oh wow! Or dopey, right. really? Like or dopey
0: one? or angry? <laughs> which she's just the angry black lady. <laughs> they you really know?
1: pigeonholed themselves on this one, man. Who did-
0: Yeah, what do you call the black lady? Who are the other ones? Because it's literally like the seven deadly sins. Like, no, you don't want to be any of them.
1: Uh, is she um, tardy? No, is that one? I don't know.
0: <laughs> is that one of the dwarves? What's a one word for always talks in movies? (laughs) Gabby.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know that character. Yeah, dude, what would they call it? You can't do dopey. You can't do sleepy. Dopey. Was that like a crack reference? I know. Dopey's. uh,
1: This is really funny stuff. I love. The pictures that came out, I like that they tried to kind of conceal it. And dude, Disney, um, and all this streaming nonsense is, I think, a complete failure. I think a lot of people bailed on the subscriptions. Uh, I was looking up, uh, Emma and I saw something about Guardians of the Galaxy. It was like a commercial or something that came on, and uh, the third one came out, and I totally yeah, forgot. I out. totally yeah. forgot
0: in the commercial no we actually talked about it for 10 minutes I was laughing dude we talked about it for about 5 minutes but we, we the whole time we referred to it as the Avengers <laughs> <laughs> we literally talked about it for like five minutes about the new Avengers movie, and it was actually Guardians. I'm not even joking, dude. It's like four episodes ago. I was dying when I realized that we actually did talk about
1: and it, yeah. dude. It's it's coming out on Disney Plus like August second. I think that was what the commercial was like. It's finally on Disney Plus and all that crap. Yeah. And I, I just, oh no,
0: you could like rent it on Amazon. Right yeah. Now.
1: Well, I mean, I were talking about like we looked at each other and we're like, wait. They did a third one? Like, we had no idea. Like, this thing has been through the movie cycle, like, in the theaters. There there was
0: already this, like, claw with all these gems on it that could blow up the entire universe and the multiverse, and you guys all grabbed the stone, and it was great. What else is there?
1: There's nothing left, man, and I just, we laughed so hard looking at the commercial, just like, what? when did they make this? It came out already? Like... We don't, you know, like, and I remember looking it up. I'm like, oh yeah, we decided not to see it because it's like two hours and forty five minutes long.
2: <laughs> no. it's
1: just like, dude, you're Guardians of the Galaxy. You're not Schindler's List, okay? Like, yeah.
0: make it ninety minutes. think you're doing. Dude. There's no story that takes three hours for Guardians. Yeah, dude, two thirty. Holy shit! Like, I don't care about your
1: characters that much. And nobody else does, clearly, because you had to just rush it out onto the streaming thing. You probably made not nearly as much money as you uh, thought you would, and it's just a... Dude, the writer strike going on, y'all forgot, I know you did. Uh, The now actor strike going on, it's going to continue because nobody cares that it's happening.
0: Holy shit, dude. You want to hear the most disgusting thing ever?
1: I'm excited for this one.
0: Dude... Before, like, when they were about to start shooting uh, gar- the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, man. Vin Diesel spent two days in a, in a little booth recording I Am Groot.
2: I Am Groot? With this
0: movie, he has now made $54 million.
1: Yeah, I'm very familiar <laughs> with uh... I think it's a Fred, genius move. Do you
0: know how many fucking drains I have rotted? Do you know how many sewers I've literally crawled into? This guy made fifty-four million dollars. I don't care what anybody says about Vin Diesel. Fucking genius. He's a genius.
1: He's an absolute genius. genius. The guy has genius. probably worked the least out of most people in Hollywood and makes more oh, money than probably genius. a good good chunk.
0: Of course, he's on strike. He doesn't give a fuck. He got fifty-four million dollars. He recorded this shit ten years ago. Dude, this writer... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He just makes more money every time they come up with a movie!
1: I know, or like any animation, or what about like he probably gets residuals Everything. for like the toys and the pajamas and all the shit for the kids,
0: like yeah. Oh, dude, he just gets a flat out thirteen mil per per. So they come out with the movie, he gets thirteen mil, and then he gets the fucking residuals. Yeah. Vin, when did uh, Guardians, oh.
1: the first Guardians, when whenever that came out, that was the day Vin Diesel retired. I hope everybody understands that that was the end for him.
0: I thought that was the day he did the fucking stupid Fast and Furious movie, but that lasted 20 years, too.
1: Fast and Furious is like his little project, I think, that he likes to
0: do. And, you know, that's...
1: Uh, dude, props to guys like Vin Diesel, Adam Sandler, the dudes doing their own thing <coughs> no, no, out I th- there, I, th- you know? I think
0: Vin Diesel, Adam sandler Fast and Furious. I think so, yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it was a franchise that nobody wanted. He probably bought the rights to it when it was in the dumps. Uh, after they did that Tokyo Drift, and then he's rode the wave now for like 10 movies. Yeah. He's a genius. The guy's a genius. <laughs> he knows how to make money. I'm very impressed. Either way, uh, right now he's on strike with all the writers and uh, also all the Oh,
2: actors. that's what it is, dude.
0: Dude, so he <clears throat> he leveraged his Fast and Furious for Riddick. Wow. So so he he agreed. Remember that stupid Tokyo Drift. I do remember Tokyo Drift. He makes a cameo in it, and apparently he agreed to make that cameo in exchange for ownership rights to the Riddick franchise.
1: <sighs> okay. Wow. And I think they so have he more owns Riddick. They have more Riddicks coming. I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, probably not, because he's you
1: know. No, I think he's he's got some coming down the the pipeline there.
0: Maybe. Maybe. He, he, either way, this guy's a fucking genius, dude. Come on. He's a smart guy. guy. Knows how to play the system. Absolutely. You, you see this dumb bald guy with fucking glasses? You know what I mean?
1: I think he, uh, you know, he's got the muscles. He wears the dago tee, He knows what's what's going on. You know, it looks like he means business, or at least is taking care of business, right? Got
0: oh, that he's
1: 5'7", that's why. Is he? No, oh, 5'11. I got 5'11", he's 5'11". I got, 5'11. Excited. <laughs> I got like, really excited there. Well, either way, uh, Vin Diesel is joining the rest of the folk on the picket line, and they are uh, on strike. And uh, normally, and I I would say we've been laughing about it and haven't talked about it, but there are some other strikes looming that could be pretty important. And, Mike, I know you, uh, you're a man familiar with the union world, so I thought you'd be uh, a little into this little... Uh, deal going on here we are in currently the summer of strike
2: we're turning out what is turning to the summer of the strike hollywood is shut down writers and actors are walking the picket lines right now and other potential strikes are looming Kana whitworth is striking all from los angeles good morning cana
3: yeah, George, good morning. This is certainly a consequential summer for organized labor unions across this country. But here in Los Angeles, this is actually the first time since the 60s that both actors and writers will be joining that picket line together. Now, the biggest issue...
1: A lot of great movies came out in the 70s. Maybe this is a good thing. Not gonna lie.
3: Here outside of the earnings are concerns over streaming residuals and the impact of AI technology. Two things the studios say they addressed in their recent offer of what they called historic pay and the highest residuals in 35 years. Actors joining writers who've been on strike since May. George Clooney calling this an inflection point in the industry. And Fran Drescher, who is also... George
1: Clooney charges $50 a bottle for his Casamigos uh, tequila, which is fantastic. But $50 a bottle. He- he can afford to not be on strike. I'm just throwing it. This guy's a nut. The
3: president of SAG-AFTRA says, what's happening to us is what's happening across all fields of labor, George. and you know, can it really makes you ruling.
0: think, like, uh, who, who's, who's really leading this strike? The guy who's getting $50 a bottle for tequila? Or Fran Dresser, who nobody has heard of <laughs> since, since, since that annoying role as a fucking cleaning lady That's in the nineteen nineties. She was the nanny, uh, man.
1: Everybody loved the nanny. She uh, had the laugh. I wonder
0: who. I wonder who's pushing for this
1: one. What you got to do for the next show is get Fran Dresser's laugh from the nanny on your uh, sound pad. There. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: on That's it. a winner. I'm on it. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm gonna do.
0: Just pair it with the camels.
1: <laughs> it's like a wine and hors d'oeuvre pairing. All right? you get the uh, <laughs> little camel. Go- uh, I hate
3: both.
0: That's right. Oh, they, yeah, I confused derve with Olive. Fuck you, friend.
3: Ha ha, wee wee. First at UPS here. Uh there's one of two possible strikes happening this summer. UPS workers could be striking as early as August 1st, and what some analysts say could be the costliest work stoppage in US history, hitting the US economy for over 7 billion dollars. Negotiations are also underway with the United Auto Workers Union as they attempt to secure their futures in a drill- dramatically changing industry they don't want to be left behind as automakers make the shift to ev and those contracts are set to expire in early september and george certainly all of these strikes have long lasting ripple effects i, I know it's, 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 it's
0: insane it's insane the auto like the mechanics are like well you guys are trying to put us out of a job and they're like what are you talking about <laughs> that's
1: right <laughs> We well, yeah, trying to make all electric cars i just don't buy into the fact that Gas cars are out, man. I these EVs don't they're work. Not. They're not. No,
0: oh, did you see the numbers on the stockpile?
1: Oh no, are they uh it's stockpiling? Bad. I imagine because
0: people they're not
1: yeah. usable once you crash them. You can't fix them, and they don't really have a much longevity compared to gas cars.
0: Yeah, they're just uh, if you look at like the stocks and if you look at the stock they have at all these dealerships. They're not selling the electric cars as fast as they thought they would.
1: I see no appeal as someone who would want to purchase a car. No. And especially now that the used car market is starting to fall, which you kind of called to my attention a while back. Uh, the used car m- yeah. market was insanely uh, inflated. Take it. And then all of a sudden, Carvana goes uh, bankrupt. And now we see all the used cars coming back down to reality.
0: I literally called it with Carvana and everything. And you know what's next, man? Mark my words. You're going to see Airbnb tank. And then all the houses are going to tank. That's wow. like the big thing.
1: You mean like the that's... housing uh, price market?
0: Yeah, because there's all these, like, that's. I think that's what really is just keeping these prices high.
1: Airbnb, really?
0: Yeah, and the other one, and just like, yeah.
1: Are you talking in places like vacation areas or uh, you just think like
0: across the board? Well, I think it has a ripple effect. So if you got people, if you have companies coming in and buying all the houses in Chicago to Airbnb them, that's right. That's going to raise the prices in the suburbs and outside Chicago too. You know what I mean? For sure. And all all I know is with the houses that like I've been for the past like Year, I've been looking at buying a house and I've been looking so far outside of Chicago. I'm talking about at least an hour drive away because that's all I could afford. <laughs> that's right, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. and now those houses are like, Holy shit, I, I can, I'm gonna move a little closer, you know what I mean? And it's like that everything's everything closer and closer to the city is starting to get more and more affordable. So that's the first sign that it's starting to tank.
1: That uh, Well, I was reading today that San Francisco is at a breaking point where essentially no more business (laughs) is moving in. And it was a fascinating article in the sense that uh, it was NPR, I believe, and they were kind of describing the scenario there. And like with all these topics involving these Democratic-run cities, they dance on the idea that there's a lot of bad policy going on, but they never want to blame the bad policy on those who enacted the policies to get the city into those positions uh, because they can't, because it's state you media. Can't admit it. You can't it. what you did. And yeah. so they're discussing all these businesses leaving San Francisco, and then towards the end of the article, they start describing how uh, the politicians in San Fran are starting to ease restrictions and regulations. For businesses to be more enticed to come back in,
0: it's too little, too late. And it's
1: too little, too late. And what they go into in the article is, uh, during the pandemic, a lot of people shifted right working to home and all that stuff, or at the very least, as you describe, uh, quite a bit. Uh, people just found out they don't need to go to the city to work, you know. And so, and not only that, they don't need and, to go to the city to don't be even, entertained.
0: Well, if I don't need to go to the city to work, why do I need to go to the city?
1: exactly and so then if i'm no longer going to the city then the guy running the bagel shop has no reason to have the bagel shop down in the city and then macy's no longer has a reason to be down on state street like it's a it is this domino effect and the article was talking about how you know major cities like san fran need to learn how to diversify the cities and change them and roll with the times and it's starting to seem like the city has left the city and has moved to the suburbs, and the people are just like, okay, this is nice. Now I don't have to drive to the city to be entertained. I could go see the Bears play uh, the Packers in uh, the new Soldier yeah. Field in Arlington Heights. Yeah. And it's off the Metro, and then I could cruise down to Schaumburg and see a comedy show, and I never have to go deal with any of the crap going on in Chicago. I don't have to be escorted by the military uh, to flee for my life from the magic bean down in Millennium Park because there's a roving gang of hoodlums just terrorizing people.
0: That's the biggest problem we face now, because the only, like, now the only way to fix Chicago is to, is, to, is to do one of the worst things ever. Overload it with police, and you need to just start handing out harsh sentences and make examples out of this generation.
1: Meaning, like, uh, so in the article also that I'm talking about, they describe how all these stores have left and the ones that are still remaining have to create all these incredible barriers to stop people from stealing, And but there's a Gucci shop that was robbed by armed robbers in daylight,
0: you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, no, it doesn't
0: matter. Like, that's what I mean. You need to just start arresting these kids, give, tri- uh, try them as adults, if I'm insane, it's a terrible thing to say, because there's this group where you're like, from 14 to 18, you're just gonna lose this group of kids, but it's gonna save the next one.
1: It'll clean up the streets for just enough time. Because
0: right, right now, as this 14 year old is robbing the store and getting away with it, there's a hundred fucking eight year olds watching that 14 year old. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And it's like. They're they're just waiting to see what happens to
2: him. Yeah, you know? and, and, if, and
0: then, <laughs> when he doesn't gets away with it, they're going to do the same thing. It's a terrible system that we we. The cities are crumbling.
1: Yeah, the cities are absolutely crumbling, and they're basically openly admitting, like, "Yep, it's uh, it's the cities have fallen. <clears throat> really, not much we can do. We need to now diversify," is the word that they're using. Uh, to you know, we gotta transform these once, you know, sectors that were business offices into living quarters slash business offices so people could work remotely, quote-unquote, from their office apartment. It's like, no, uh, you guys destroyed the city. It's not going to come back. You know, the, these people have no reason to come back to these places yeah, where there's but the cities camp-
0: just weren't even built for, like, there was nothing appealing about the city except I was close to my job. It,
1: yes, you know and I mean? stuff like, happening, dude, though, you, too. Like, that, you know, it was... It was this was a, this life. is an
0: old clip, but did you hear Tucker and uh, Russell Brand talk about cities?
1: I did not, but I'm totally down, my man.
2: Dude, this is actually a, a great clip from Tucker. Let's dig it. Uh, uh technical
0: difficulties we got
1: the production crew uh it's my
0: first, Bi- day. It's biden, my first day biden it's
1: economy uh, you know minimum wage
0: good help all right you ready <laughs> we,
1: we have to pay for the architecture uh, changed completely and it went from designs that complemented the landscape around them to a kind of architecture that clearly hates people that that is designed to oppress the human spirit and make people feel without value worthless. I think if you brought someone from the streets of Tokyo to the Cotswolds and said, what do you think of that building? You'd say, that's beautiful. Because beauty is inherent. Every person recognizes beauty. A Shinto temple in Kyoto, I recognize it immediately as beautiful.
0: Because it is. It's consistent with the symmetry of nature. Municipal and state buildings were once plainly an expression of a contract between the people yes. and their government of a yes. good faith relationship. I think that. I, just, I just thought that! I walked up with my wife in the
1: rain on a village hall and i thought whoever built that cared about the people it was built by the people who live there for the people who live there and they loved the people who live there because they were related to them or knew them it was built
2: by peasants without machines
0: wow man that is awesome isn't that great they nailed it dude that city is not built for you like you go to these old, you know what I thought about immediately was like the pictures we see of the old, uh, the old home in Italy and everything. Yes, you know, and it's like, yeah, dude. They, I don't know when Nona talks about growing up in Italy. It's like, yeah, you didn't really have anything, but you know, you did have a community that cared about the community, right? Absolutely,
1: and I, I am really into the concept of these incredible monuments that we marvel at and you know debate how could they even build these structures i mean they were built with care and for love and with love for the community and you know it was for the people oh, by yeah. the people yeah
0: you, you know why you guys can't fathom the pyramids being built because they didn't go on strike they weren't getting paid 58 dollars <laughs> an hour and expecting an 8% increase you know what i mean like, like do you know what i mean there were no unions uh, you're
1: right, right. yeah b- people uh wanted to um you know s- support the community and uh build things in honor of the community for the future and you know it's
0: it's just but man. even we did dude even we at one point we, we went to South Dakota we took a mountain and we carved in four faces that we felt were just they, they needed to be memorialized because of what they contributed you know
1: that's right man
0: I don't know, it's like, we, uh, we
2: used we
1: to do that. Man. We used to build monuments, we used to create statues in honor of our history and, and you know, the things that have brought us to where we are now. And we are now in the culture that destroys monuments and, and destroys and tears down statues. Like, that's, you know, that's where we went. We're, we're on the uh, that other pendulum swing, unfortunately, culturally.
0: And like, every, and, like, what he said, too, is like, dude, I live in Chicago where, like, Bro, every fucking week they're putting up some stupid art thing where they're like, "Oh,
1: look at this! It's a <laughs> giant, it's
0: a giant silver bean." And I'm supposed to go there and be like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful! This is a, this is life changing." You know what I mean? It's like, what happened to the shit that used to like bring you closer to nature? You
1: know? Good I don't know. call, man. I'm still really into the uh, giant copper dong that they built in honor of mlk in boston do you remember they uh debuted that on mlk Yeah, with Day? the
0: two arms uh, yeah, dude, was, we're too white to get into that you one. know you could phrase Woo! it you could look at it any way
1: you want it looks like a dong everybody can uh admit that dude,
0: dude <laughs> it's like you said about the city how you could go to a japan city and everybody can agree that's beautiful it's the same thing with art dude i could go look at fucking uh what was that? Li- that that the was that Monet with the lily? The lilies, man. Yeah. It's like, dude. I, anybody? I don't know shit about art. I can look at it and be like, "That's amazing. That's beautiful."
1: Yes, and we, we can all equally be outraged when some dipshit goes there and throws a can of tomato soup on it to protest oh, the climate so change problem. Like, Greta Thunberg, I'm looking at you.
0: <laughs> but at the same time, we can all objectively look at two fucking bronze arms coming out of the ground looking like a dick at like, all right, that's not art. (laughs) Uh I
1: mean, objectively, it looks like a dick. I mean, we're we're looking at a dick here, man. (laughs)
0: This sucks. (laughs) Is that a person holding a dick? What am I looking at here? (laughs) You got to go to Grand and Western in Chicago. Grand and Western, they're spending like two years redoing this intersection. It's amazing. <laughs> Except they're, com- they're completely working around this art structure that they put there whatever. It's literally just like a bent tube. <laughs> just a bent tube and a mess of bent tubes. I don't know.